Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. We're picking up part two of our conversation with Pedro Dineca, founder and partner of MD Commodities, talking about the situation with the South American crop and the impact on the markets. We left off talking about soybeans and how Pedro thinks there is potential that we could see $11 soybeans if all all things considered perfect storm happens. Let's pick up that conversation with Pedro Deneca of MD Commodities. We could easily be looking at $11 beans November 23 in the second half of this year. Easily, right? So it's and again guys, you know that funds when they participate, mm-hmm. uh, they exaggerate prices on the upside, but they also exaggerate prices on the downside and we all know that. And so what happens all of a sudden if these funds, you know, inflation is coming down. We believe inflation has stopped. So the inflation trade all of a sudden is dead in the second half of this year. They lose their spark towards commodities. And these funds decide to pile on shorts if the weather contributes. There's a lot of ifs that need to happen until that time. But I think we need to consider those ifs. It just seems to me that everybody's sort of caught numb to these prices right now. And they believe that, hey, you know what? $15, $14 is the new base, and we're just going to keep going up from here. We don't have the demand for that. We simply don't have the demand for that. We're producing a lot more than we are uh, uh, consuming, right? And people, Mm -hmm. oh, but China's going to buy more. Guys, China has been stuck buying between 82 and 100 million metric tons importing since 2016, Jesse, right? And so go back and look what the world used to produce in 2016. We're producing a lot more. So look- the bottom line here, your point is well taken, and I agree. I think we need to at least consider a scenario where second half of 23, we see much, much lower prices. Could we see higher prices? Yes. But in our view, it's not going to be due to demand. It would be due to some kind of weather issue in the United States. A lot of ifs, like you said, a lot of things to just keep in mind here as we move forward the next couple of weeks and months ahead. Let's talk corn a little bit as you uh, look at the corn conditions currently in South America and then also think about the safrita crop that is going to be coming up as well. What are your thoughts in this corn market as things stand right now, Pedro? Uh, Pretty similar story, you know, Jesse, and and we need to make a point. Uh, I hear a lot, a lot of folks saying this, you know, actually, I started in July uh, on Twitter, at PhD Chicago. I started posting some data, and I said, look, at the time the USDA was estimating corn exports for 22-23, around 2.3 billion bushels. And I made a very good point back then. I said, guys, please be careful. Corn exports are going to be three to 400 million bushels below where the USDA is. And the reason I said that is because Brazil produced a very good safrinha, and Brazil and Argentina had the most competitive corn in the second half of 22. Well, sure enough, that's exactly what has happened. And we believe corn exports are going to end 22, 23 in the U.S., somewhere between 1.8 and 1.9 billion bushels. Now, I hear a lot of folks saying, well, but if Safrinha doesn't go well in Brazil, the U.S. is going to sell more. I agree partially. The U.S. is going to sell more for 23, 24, not for 22, 23. Because even if Brazil has an issue with Safrinha, Brazil is still going to harvest the Safrinha around July, June, Mm -hmm. July. And so you have a very small window for U.S. exports to really catch up on the old crop slot. So an issue with safrinha crop in Brazil, if it does happen, means more optimistic exports for 23, 24 for the U.S., but not necessarily for 22, 23. So that's a point I wanted to make on exports. 
and regarding, you know, the corn production, USDA is at 125, 126 right now for Safrinha. Uh, not for Safrinha, for total corn production in Brazil. We do not argue with that number at all. We think that's a pretty reasonable number. Uh, the range should be somewhere between 123 and 130 right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is a potential for it to be a little bit higher than 130 for a uh, total crop, but we're going to need a lot of help from the weather, uh, not just during the development of the crop, but also now during harvest of soybeans and planting of corn that's taking place already in Brazil. So, um, you know, Argentina is going to have a, a big issue with their corn crop. You know, corn crop that um, could be easily 55, 60 millimetric tons is probably going to be somewhere between 40 and 45. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, you got to remember, that's still 40 to 45 million metric tons in the market from an origin that's cheaper than the United States and cheaper than Brazil, right? So yep. again, competition for corn exports is very, very tough out there. Uh, we believe the U.S. is going to pick up better numbers here in the next few months, right? Because Brazil shifts the key to soybeans, uh, but it doesn't mean that Brazil is going to altogether stop. And one more point, Brazil has already started shipping corn to China from the deal that was signed yep last year and we said it last year it wasn't going to be impactful for uh, impactful for 22 but it's definitely going to be impactful from 2023 going forward and that means lost exports by the united states well and that shifting of the deck chair so to speak i know the brazil china situation as you just mentioned that has been talked about quite a bit i noticed a report as well and maybe you've heard this too maybe not about some brazil corn maybe going to mexico which the U.S.-Mexico issues right now over GMO corn, I wonder if that could become more of a story as well to watch in the markets, Pedro. That's a great point, Jesse. That's a great, great point, and absolutely it could. Again, the market always finds a way. The market is going to find the most efficient the, uh, route, you know, the cheapest, most efficient way to get business, mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of capitalism, right? And so when we get to that point, we got to understand that now over 50% of Brazilian corn exports get out of Brazil through the northern arcs, through the very northern uh, point of Brazil. And that northern arc has developed tremendously over the, the last 10 years. 10 years ago, uh, Brazil used to export very little corn. And of the corn that was exported, you know, less than a fourth was, uh, was exported through the northern arc. Now we're looking at over half of corn exported. And by the way, we really believe that Brazil within the next year or two is going to surpass the United States in corn exports as well. And, and guys, I want to make something clear. I love the United States. I live in the United States. You know, my, my, my wife's American. My kids are born there. The United States is home for me as well. I don't say the things I'm saying, you know, to dog United States agriculture or anything like that. No, much to the contrary. I believe that if I do a good job being as transparent as possible with the U.S. farmer, letting them understand what the landscape looks like, they're going to be much more in tune and ready to manage their risk much more appropriately than they would be if they don't understand what's happening in South America, specifically in Brazil. A lot of things to consider. We appreciate the insight. Founder and partner, MD Commodities, Pedro Deneca. Thanks for joining us. We'll get you back on the show again real soon, sir. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Jesse. And again, Pedro Deneca with MD Commodities talking about the South American crop situation. Again, a lot of uh, concern about what's going on in Argentina with drought. Meantime, Brazil looking at that monster crop. A lot of things to consider from someone who's got eyes and ears, kind of boots on the ground there in South America.
And again, we'll just be watching what happens here and, of course, tracking it with our markets and the movement in our market trade. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.